We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. I'm live. You're live. Jesus is live. Five years we've been live doing this, and it's all because of God. All right. Thank, thank God. Somebody said, David, what do you do on Monday? Like, you know, what, what are you? I mean, what, you know, and that's a good question. I had to think about that. And I want to say this in case someone asks what we do every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8.30. We bring cutting edge, political, social, religious, and you go on, et cetera, et cetera, events, and we tie it to scripture, folks. In other words, cutting edge uh, events, what's happening today, we tie it to scripture. And this is what we're all about, because without knowledge, God's people don't have a chance, you know, and that's the problem. Most Christians are sticking their heads in the sand and church. We talk about things that church don't talk about. And that's why we have David Hebner uh, TV. And if you're not a member, go to davidhebner.tv, sign up. It's where you're going to be able to go underground with us in just a little bit. And I'm so excited. Why? Because tonight we're going to be talking about the Noahide laws, the Noahide laws. You know, I've had so many people say, David, uh, would you please talk about the Noahide laws? Would you? I mean, I'm talking for several years. Tonight, we're going to start diving into it. There's no way we can dissect it tonight, but I want to get your input, especially when we go underground tonight, the Noahide laws. What are they? Is it good? Is it bad? Mm-hmm. If you read it on the surface, it seems pretty good. Then you dig into it, there's something going on here. Also, what about AI? How is AI trying to get into your body? As a matter of fact, AI has gotten into your body, into my body. We don't even know it. Now, there's articles coming out. We're going to get into one in just a second. But before we get into this article, before we bring it up, I want you to understand that when you're reading something that is about to happen, chances are it's already happened. I always tell people, oh, I say, David, you know, did you see this thing happening? Did you see this? And I tell people, if you see it, it's probably not what is really happening because the devil always does a diversion. He has you looking over here while he's doing this thing. You must understand he's not stupid. Now, he's dumb enough to go to hell, but it's not really dumb enough to go to hell. It's just evil enough to go to hell. But he's smart enough to con a lot of people into the a train that he's taken straight to hell. Now, folks, listen, when you read an article like we're getting ready to do, I don't want you to think, oh, well, it's 100 percent true because it may happen in the near. Chances are it's already happened. And this is why they're gaslighting people. They'll send an article and have you read about something that's going to happen a year from now. And it actually happened last year. And I, we're going to bring my uh, guest on in just a minute. He's an AI, AI specialist. Uh, We'll find out what that is, a specialist. But let's go to this article. You're just going to love this one. I mean, this is just going to, if this doesn't put, uh, there we go. You go into the bathroom, you take some deodorant, you go to spray yourself, you know, body deodorant, thinking that you're just doing it to, to smell good. And actually, what's happening, you can click that article. We're, we can actually go to the article, click it, Spencer. 
In actuality, it is a vax, an air vax, folks. Look at this. New air vax delivers mRNA right to your lungs, baby, in an aerosol can and probably in different flavors, in different colors, all right? Uh, this is this this is the thing that gets my goat. I don't have a goat, but that's terminology. Drives me crazy. Raising serious bioethical concerns. As if you're telling me they haven't already done this. As if you're telling me they haven't tested it, folks. I think this has been in the arsenal for some time. They're just now saying that they're coming out with it because they've probably already come out. You have no idea. You have no idea if you've gone and you've uh, wa somewhat, you're walking down the hallway and someone's spraying, you know, in a hotel room trying to get rid of the, the smell and they're spraying the stuff and you're just, and boom, you just got vaxxed. Researchers say this new AirVax method could radically change the way people are vaccinated, but it could also be used rapid to rapidly vaccinate the masses without their knowledge or consent. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's funny because, you know, you walk into these buildings now, you can't get into a building without them pointing this thing to your head and shining the light on your head. And it's actually to read your temperature. And I was joking with a government official and I knew I needed to quit joking. I said, is that really, uh, does that really read your temperature? What do you mean? This thing that you're doing, you know, what do you mean? I said, you know, I, I, I'm a movie maker. If I was writing a script I, and I wanted to actually, you know, do a number on somebody, I would say that this was to read your temperature, but this this might be radiation to 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 do something in my brain. It may be something to implant something. It may be something. And he just looked at me and I knew I needed to shut up. I said, whoa, hang on for a second. I'm in the wrong. I'm in a what state am I in? Oh, it's blue. OK. All right. So be careful. Be careful. And also, this is what, matter of fact, let's go to a scripture. Let's go to a scripture. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 through 10. Now, you got to be careful because the Antichrist is after you and I. But here's what God says about that. First uh, Thessalonians, Second uh, Thessalonians 1, 5 through 10. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. You. You are worthy of the kingdom of God. You are in the kingdom of God. You are a child of God. Number six, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. Folks, anyone that messes with you and I, messes with God's kids, I'm telling you what, they got hell to pay. Right now, it looks like they're doing a number all over us, but I'm telling you, according to God's word, they will have hell to pay. Verse seven, and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven and is in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Let's just end right there. That's enough. What am I saying? I'm saying that, yes, there will be persecution, but there will not be defeat. And I'm telling you, those who come against God's children, uh-uh, I would not want to be standing next to them. So we've got the last word. I want to bring on my guest, an AI specialist. I want to find out what an AI specialist is. And uh, if I pronounce his last name correctly, though he's been on my show uh, before and I've spoke to him multiple times, 
uh, I want him to get, uh, buy me a steak dinner. Uh, Tom Kalzinski. Tom, did I get it right, buddy? You were pretty good. Kaczynski is pretty close. I like it. But yeah, if you come up to Maine, we'll get you a lobster. And that, that's what we do up here. But uh, definitely, thank you for having me on. And it's a pleasure to be with you to talk about an important subject. And, and I think at this point, we all have to be AI specialists, right? Because as you shared in that excellent article, things are being done to us without our knowledge. And because of that, we need to get aware quickly. So we can go a lot of different places tonight. And I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Tom. So when I say AI specialist, I mean, th this is what you dive into. You, you, you spend time with this, you ponder on it. Uh, God's given you some, some knowledge and you're gonna share that tonight. I wanna ask you a question about um, AI and I wanna get right to the point. Artificial intelligence, for those of you guys who don't know what AI is, but it's okay. Maybe you've just tuned in, maybe you've gotten lost, maybe you're drunk and you accidentally tuned into this maniac yelling, it's okay, it's, uh, this is, it's reality. All right, AI, artificial intelligence, all right. What is the difference between AI and transhumanism, or is there a difference between AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism? We know that transhumanism, uh, messing with genes, was happening in the days of Noah. We believe it's happening now. Is AI tied to it, Tom? I would say that AI is the idol and transhumanists are the worshipers, if that makes any sense. And what I mean is that if you want to understand transhumanism properly, you need to understand it as a religion. Basically, and in ironies of life, my background's actually in medieval history. But at some point, going way, way back in time, we lived in an age of faith where people believed Christ caused everything. People had the Enlightenment, the Renaissance, and they built this idea that there are rules to the universe. And if you could just understand those rules perfectly, the creation would sustain itself and we wouldn't need a creator. This is the pathway from which the transhumanist thought emerges, where eventually the transhumanists imagine that if you built the perfect machine and you understood the rules of the world perfectly, you could live forever ultimately cheating death by becoming one with the machine. So what they believe is that they are creating a god out of machines because they're making an intelligence beyond human capacity, which they are doing and in many ways have already done. And they suggest and are operating our societies in such a way where they hope to merge us with the machine using things mm -hmm. like the air vacs that you shared in the earlier article and mm -hmm. other sorts of things that we should talk about but transhumanism is a religion it's the religion of a secular world that doesn't believe in god that's trying to realize this vision of equality and immortality and right. we need to begin to understand it as such so that we can fight against it as christians <laughs> and lord believing uh, worshipers Right. And let's dissect transhumanism. Um, it, it's, it's, well, it's transitioning over from humanity to something else. Okay. This was happening in the days of Noah, messing with the genes. Um, uh, and we can go on and on about that. But I want people to understand transhumanism is a religion. You're absolutely right. They worship this just like uh, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, it's getting too hot now. It's getting too cold now. You know, the weather, uh, even hugging trees, and it just goes on and on. But, but here's the thing. 
transhumanism, correct me if, if I'm wrong, that'll be part of the one world religious system, okay? And I'm, I'm talking out loud here. That's going to be part of the one world religious system. But I don't think they'll come together as transhumanism. They'll call it something else. But they'll also have to pull people like the Pope in. They'll have to pu pull what I call the six flags over Jesus preachers in, the big denominations in, into one uh, entity, right? Tom, as the Absolutely. one world They're already doing system. it in the United Arab Emirates where they have this uh, place where they put a synagogue, a mosque, and a Catholic church together. And since you mentioned Noahide laws, you know, they celebrate the oneness of God. Mm. runs against what we believe in the Trinity as Christians. And there's not a lot of space for Jesus in that, but there is a lot of support and it's an international effort that's growing. But I would say it only slightly differently in that I agree with you that they are not going to try to make us transhumanists, but uh -huh. what they are going to try to do is make us the material, the parts of the machine, the raw material from which their transhumanist dreams of an AI God will be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. They're going to turn humanity, try to turn humanity into a machine, correct? Absolutely. You might remember a few years ago, they were talking about the Internet of Things. All of a sudden, that developed into the Internet of Bodies. And as that came forward, we see the push to integrate uh, things like Elon Musk's Neuralink, just a common example people know about, where the brain alone can control things outside of it, but you're putting chips inside your body. And it is the integration of technology and uh, biology that is at the heart of what they're doing. They now have the tools to do it. And this is not clunky like people imagine, like a giant, you know, uh, microchip uh, sewn on your right hand. This is subtle. It's deceptive, like the enemy always likes to be. And it is something that can be put into you without you even knowing it. So there's a much greater need for Christians to be aware of what you're putting into your body, ranging from the ingredients in foods to medical procedures yeah. and all sorts of electronic interference. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom, um, I've said this a few times, and I, I, I have an antidote for this, but I will say it. Yeah, I said at the beginning of the show that if you read about something, chances are it's already happened. It may not happen to you. It may not happen in your city, but it's somewhere. Um, I believe there have been these 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 air vacs around for quite some time. I believe they've used them. I think people are vaccinated that don't even know it. Uh, I think they're doing it through food. Um, you know, you got to think you got to understand the enemy is very uh, smart in an evil way. Um, and so here, here's, here's the antidote. The antidote is when we cling to the blood of Jesus, when we renew our mind on a daily basis, God, and I believe this, will supernaturally protect us, number one, but also give us the knowledge and the vision to see things other people can't see so we can stay away from it. But then also, I believe that the Holy Spirit, the power of God can go into our body and obliterate anything that the devil is trying to do to our body. Now, some people don't believe that. Tom, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I know I'm not going to say God can't do a thing he wants to, right? That's the that's the nature of being God. And, you know, the Lord is certainly merciful. So I think for people who have made 
decisions they might regret. I think to repent, pray for the mercy of the Lord is a very intelligent decision. And I agree with you. The only option we have going forward is to plead the blood of the lamb and hope that that will prevent uh, the pestilence and plagues coming upon us. You know, yeah. you mentioned with uh, the medical interventions that have been more commonly presented. And a feature of these that's coming out is that they are um, transmissible from mothers to young, that you see permanent genetic alterations happening. And because of that, something supernatural will be needed if these are to be uh, resisted. And uh, we were told, uh, Matthew 23, you know, that it would be like the days of Noah. And that in the days of Noah, man was trying to be made in a different image. So mm -hmm. if we hold to the image in which the Lord created us and support that position and ask for his mercy, then I believe as you do, that is the protection we will have, not just with little things, but with supernatural things. Because oh, yeah. The one thing about this world people don't know is it's going to get weird fast. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. But I just want to tell you, Tom, my vaccine is the blood of Jesus. My vaccine is the blood of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is my booster. There you go. All right. <laughs> if anybody wants that T-shirt, then go to davidheavener.tv forward slash order. Uh, Tom, before we go, I want to talk about... Um, uh, AI, but I want to talk about, uh, and I think you, you had mentioned that there was terminology, it's like um, uh, artificial general intelligence, okay? Sure. This would be A-G-I. Now, this artificial general intelligence, I want you guys to listen to me really close because we're going to dive into this. Remember we talked about earlier that AI is kind of like the idol, kind of like the god, uh, transhumanists are like the worshipers. Transhumanism is the religion of it. Now, this 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 uh, this artificial general intelligence comes almost the reverse direction. Uh, it is a machine that actually wants to take over people. Uh, Tom, can you elaborate on that? Sure. So the basic definition of AGI, artificial general intelligence, is it will be a sovereign being capable of making its own decisions and in the technical terms, transcending its code. So if you th want to use the example we used earlier as metaphor, you might say it's the demon that the idol worshippers bring out through their worship. It is an entity that will be hyper intelligent, uh, much like angelic intelligences were in certain ways, and that will be difficult for us to discern or understand. And some people believe it may already exist. And the problem is, just like anything that's more intelligent than us, an angel could hide easily from human eyes. Why couldn't AGI do the same thing? And people who study this carefully are quite worried about this. Yeah, you know, I heard some people uh, talking about this um, this chat, uh, AI chat uh, thing, that, which I've used just to test it out. It's scary. Um, and they uh, said, we don't know much about it. <laughs> they said, what do you mean you don't know much about it? You created it. I said, well, well, we don't even know about the human mind. So how can we know about this? And I thought, whoa, that's scary. You're creating something that you don't know anything about. So, <laughs> Tom, what could happen is a this, this creation that they're doing, this machine could actually start thinking on its own and start acting on its own. And from the reverse direction of transhumanism, actually take over the transhumanist uh, going the opposite direction. So instead, and of course the transhumanist would still worship 
the AI. Don't yeah, wrong. they want that. Yeah, they want that, but they will no longer have control over it. The machine will have control over them. And when I say machine, is this going to be a machine you think they roll out on stage and say, here's our machine? Or do you think it's going to be a, a person with the machine inside of them? How do you envision this? Because I envision it as the Antichrist. I would almost suggest that it would be the inverse of the Holy Spirit, that it would be, let's call it the deus ex machina, the, the, the God in the machine that would be between and underneath all people that you wouldn't know you were worshiping, whereas God reveals himself from his presence, the enemy always hides in the absence. So I think what you will see them do is the transhumanists do not, some of them hope to be gods, but most of them, I think, understand that what they want is beyond their capability. And so all they really hope is for their bodies to be integrated into this machine god in which they are hoping uh, this will eventually emerge. But to understand what AGI could accomplish, imagine a machine that was capable of reading every single post on the internet, every single text message, every single phone message, every single book, every communication, every economic transaction, the relationships between them, and had the literally the energy capacity of a small sun. They actually make fusion reactors to have artificial suns in China, and they're pursuing artificial intelligence. What would such a being be like? I can't answer that, but I know it's not human. I know it's not something God intended, and it's something we need to be concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Tom, and Tom has um, devoted, uh, at least right now for this period of his life, to um, artificial intelligence, to things we've been talking about. Uh, and when we come back, I'm, I'm going to ask Tom about 23andMe and also uh, how it's connected to Google. Also, uh, really, DNA editing, how it ties to COVID, and also the Noahide laws, and even more. So I don't want you going anywhere, and I want you to listen to this message as we talk about these two DVDs that you need to have. And I know we talk about a lot, but get one for one of your friends, even your enemies, and also check out the books. We'll be right back. Listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, Investigates, uh, End Times Investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism, demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times Miracles, Bible Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day... What you're watching us on right now, it's called, well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're gonna turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what, what you're gonna be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word chosen to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. The brand new DVD uh, of Last Evangelist. You can get it right now. Uh, it's limited collector's edition. It's got the new episode on it, along with band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Havens, uh, Sheila Lazinski. Hey, everybody. I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood Mind Control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, 
uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangelist and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, true power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days, okay? Um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Yeah, we're back. Okay, so, uh, hey, support the ministry. Pick up that, uh, go to davidhevener.tv and sign up. Also, uh, I, wanna, I want you to go, uh, Spencer, go to David Havener, uh TV. Let's take a look at that. Um, we have uh, over uh, 20 channels here, okay? Uh, so I, I want you to go sign up right now uh, and look at the channels we've got uh, here. And folks, you're gonna get things here that you would never get any place else. Uh, it's the home of Last Evangelist, the only place you're gonna see episode one. We're coming out with episode two next month. It's the only place you're gonna see it. We have the new release channel, the preview channel, live stream channel, which is what you're watching us on now. Alien Demon Connection channel. I have a lot of LA Marzulli uh, uh, shows on there. The Spotlight channel, that's the new stuff we come out with. Again, there's the Last Evangelist uh, channel. Original exclusive, we have other TV, uh, original TV uh, uh, series and shows that we've done. Uh, spiritual warfare training. We have a lot of uh, Russ Dizdar's, uh, my videos with him. Uh, the Hollywood mind control. If you're anxious, depressed, hopeless, and afraid, don't be. I got stuff here that's really going to help you. A lot of these videos. The coming Holocaust. It ain't coming, baby. It's here. Overcoming demonic powers uh, and uh, money channel exposing Hollywood's and health and more. Okay. So I want you to go there. Sign up. DavidHevener.tv. And then you can go with us in about 15 minutes. We're going underground. You cannot watch us anywhere except davidhebner.tv, Roku, Amazon, uh, Android. Uh, it's the only place you're going to be able to see us. Uh, so I want you to go sign up. If you do, send an email to admin at davidhebner.tv, and you will be able to get a link so you can go underground, talk to our guests, talk with our guests, and ask questions or just listen, okay? Uh, we're talking to Tom. Tom, you there with me, buddy? Absolutely. Okay. What is DNA editing? Uh, they're editing DNA. Okay. We're talking clipper, te clipper technology. What is DNA editing exa exactly? Right. So the, a while back, they came up with this tool called CRISPR. And what CRISPR allows is the ability to genetically edit um, uh, DNA to the individual allele, uh, as you'll have remembered, maybe from high school biology, you have pairs of adenine and, and I think thymine and then cytosine and guanine. So they can literally change the code to the individual letters in there. They can clip things in and clip things out. And people who look at things like this have noted that certain, um, should I say, medical developments have shown that it almost looks like someone did a cut and paste job like you might do on a text document. And when you're able to do that, you can take traits from one species and introduce it into another. And although the effects are not always 100% obvious with enough practice, you can basically custom write the genetic code upon which any organism operates. Wow. You know, I said, uh, I, I said Clipper, and I'll tell you, it was a Freudian slip because in Last Evangelist, episode two, 
they do gene editing and it's a organ underground organization called Clipper. And it's so funny how it, it almost sounds like CRISPR. It, it's very interesting on that. Um, Tom, I want to ask you about um, when people send off their DNA now, you know, it's a big fad. My sister came and said, oh, I know who I am now. And I said, oh, really? Well, who are you? Oh, I'm part European. I got a little bit of Asian. You know, I got some African-American <clears throat> little this, little that. I said, how in the world did you find out? She goes, 23 and me. I heard 23 and me. I mean, it's where you spit on, on something and then you send your saliva off. They do this DNA through your saliva. It, first of all, is this stuff legit? Can they really pull DNA off saliva? And if so, can they store it somewhere and actually uh, use it uh, later on? Yes, they can. I mean, the real value of this, though, is not so much that they preserve the DNA indefinitely as it is that they get a list of genetic markers. And if you know the genetic markers of a given person, uh, for instance, uh, African-Americans are more prone to certain diseases, let's say. So if you were programming a disease a certain way, um, it would be something that they would be more impacted by. And unfortunately, genetic warfare is something that has been researched for many years. So you see companies uh, take an interest in these large aggregators of information um, like Ancestry, 23andMe, and governments do this as well, putting together deep genetic databases, not just so they can track criminals, although they say that's one reason, and it certainly is something they can do, but because that is useful to look at individual individual people as identifiers, as well as seeking out vulnerabilities or traits that they were interested in. I think it's important to remember the old human genome project during the Clinton administration and how much effort was putting into reading this information. And why was that? Because if you wanted to hack humanity, which is essentially what the transhumanists we were talking about want to do, you need to be able to read the language. They can develop the computer languages, but only really in the last maybe 10 years have they become adept at reading our codes enough to be able to integrate those two systems. Yeah. Um you know, every time you turn around, I make I made a joke years ago. I said Amazon's going to be the highway, the Antichrist. And sure enough, you turn around, there's an Amazon in every corner, uh, just like a Starbucks and just like a Walmart. Uh, every time I turn around, I, I see Google's name. Uh, does Google have a connection with 23andMe uh, or is that just hearsay? Well, I'll tell you the story and you can make the decision since, you know, you're good at being the detective here. Um, what we're looking at is the CEO of 23andMe. Her name is Ann Wojcicki, right? And mm. she is the sister of the YouTube CEO, Susan Wojcicki, who is owned by Google, which is now actually more technically called Alphabet, which is named after three-letter agencies. So if you think that's all just a coincidence... I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Well, I know what to tell you, brother. I know what to tell you. Um, we're going to talk about the Noahide laws. Uh, but, Tom, I, I want to, before we take uh, another break here in just a little bit, not going to take it right away, I want to ask you about um, what you think, you know, the world right now is a mess, and you and I talked about this in our pre-interview uh, I tell people we're in a civil war right now. They said, well, I don't see bombs flying. I, said, I know, but it hasn't manifested in the flesh. It's a spiritual civil war right now, but it will manifest in the flesh. I don't see, Tom, how we're going to get out of this. If you look at the condition 
you know, it's like playing chess. There's got, there's going to be a checkmate no matter which way you go. Checkmate, not meaning that we as Christians are going to be defeated, but checkmate meaning how are you going to get out of this thing without some kind of uprising crazy thing going on? What say you? Well, you know, the interesting thing is to bring the transhumanist angle into it. They want a post-human world. One way to get there is to have a lot fewer people. And if people take each other out, well, then they're not accountable in the same way. And I think the sad thing is we've reached the point where we don't have a common culture in the West. We certainly don't uphold the Christian values that once sustained our civilization. We brought a bunch of people in here without introducing them to the values that once made our country great um, and that were the key to teaching the lessons of the Lord. So I think what will happen in America, and and I've written about this at some depth. I mean, my best-selling book was about the Civil War that I thought was coming, um, is that we will see a war of all against all. So rather than the sort of organized sides, right versus left, Democrat versus Republican, white versus black, whatever that people imagine, what's going to happen is in a low trust society where we don't talk to one another, how are we going to organize to fight one another? The answer is we won't. We will be isolated, separated, atomized, and then you know what can pick us off? The very drones that the transhumanists want to lead us down whatever path they imagine. And that's why this has to be a collective effort where people come together, where believers support one another, and find the power the Lord can offer to where two or more gather in his name. That's right. Power of belief is greater than the power of reality, okay? The power of belief, we talked about that, you and I, and it's scriptural. When two or more are gathered in his name, there I will be. But the power of belief can, can pulverize reality. Uh, Jesus said, Bible, Scripture talks about lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord all, all your ways. Okay. Um, what can we do as Christians um, besides, besides leave the country? Uh, it doesn't matter where you go, you're not going to escape it. But what can we do as, as, as Christians, Tom, uh, to be able to circumvent this, to be able to have a chance, our kids to have a chance, our grandkids to have a chance? Well, the most optimistic message I can give is from the Lord. And the Lord said, if you had only but the faith of a mustard seed, which was a very small thing indeed, that you could do greater things even than he did in theory. Well, I wouldn't claim that much. I think our problem is that we have bad faith. And what do I mean by that? We believe a great many things are real, true, and unchanging that serve against our interests. We believe we live in a dead world of objects that always behave the same way, where miracles don't happen and where the Lord doesn't make things happen. We live in a creation, not in a realm of creators, where we are made in that same image. If we begin recovering that faith, if we listen to the message of 2 Corinthians that says, you know, learn not to see by sight, but by faith, then we might again find a way out of this. The Lord always delivers his people, and I have no doubt that he would do the same for us in the end if we go ahead and seek him earnestly. But we must repent, we must be honest about our sins, and we must be realistic about the dangerous time in which we find ourselves. Yeah, I tell people it's not about what party you vote for, because I vote for God. And I, if God's not on the ticket, I ain't voting for him. I, I know that that's not a cop-out. People go, that's a cop-out. You got to, no, listen, it, it's like politics looking at this d drama unfold every day. If you watch it, it, it's just like the, 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 the pimple on the butt of the cow, you know, <laughs> or, 
you know, or it's a scab on someone's arm who has stage four cancer. Okay, uh, you're not going to fix it that way. Uh, the way the, the only way you can stand up against these people, when I say these people, they're on both sides, but they're evil and and they've been taken over. The only way you can stand up to them is it's a spiritual warfare. Is you cast these demons out in the name of Jesus. You you come at it from a spiritual point of view. You beat the H E H E L L out of them. Actually, you beat it in them and send them back to H E L L. It's the only way we're going to do it. But yet, Tom, you either have one, I either have the, 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 the one side going, no, but you got to vote and you got to take a stand for something. You got, and then I got the other side saying, let me just put my head in the sand and just ignore the whole thing. But I'm, I don't know. What do you say about that? I mean, this is the way we're going to defeat it. Well, you know, the old saw is the heaven's a kingdom, but the other place is a democracy. I think there's something to be said for that. When you put truth at the top of the ticket, that's what really matters. And I and I think the problem is that both sides have part of it right and both sides have part of it wrong. The answer isn't to be withdrawn from the world. The Lord certainly wasn't that. But when people didn't want to hear his lesson, what did the Christians do? The prophet walked away and went to another town. And we need to learn to do that, to take care of our own and not be afraid to separate, not say that Romans means we need to submit unto evil. You know, Jesus didn't do that in the temple. On the other hand, the idea that we should just pray and let it slip away, that sort of passivity doesn't fit the Bible either. You know, we are given a certain amount of talents. Are we to bury them in the ground or are we to invest them and make good of them to spread the word, to spread the truth? And I think what people need is to overcome their fears and to find courage to speak truth. And if you seek the truth of the Lord and you speak his word, then good things will happen. And if other people don't choose that, our obligations as Christians is to share that message with others. Our obligation is not to keep speaking to those who won't listen, but instead to work with one another to build the place where we can have our sanctuaries. And I really do believe, much like when Rome fell and you saw citadels emerge, I believe Christian communities of intent, a lot of us have moved from one place on the map to another. Some of us are still moving. Where we can find people who believe what we do, I would want to be in a congregation of people who believe in the Lord and who are seeking that as their salvation in these dangerous times. Absolutely. We're two or more that are gathered in his name. It's not about leaving the country. You may have to leave your city, but it's not about leaving to get away from somebody. It's leaving to get to somebody. It's leaving to find your tribe, to find like-minded, like-spirited people with the mind of Christ. Uh, and I, I want to bring up, before we take a break, uh, Spencer, I sent you an email on a German family in Tennessee. They fa face deportation. And Tom, uh, you and I talked about this. This poor family came over several years ago to the United States. I mean, you talk about jumping from the frying pan to the fire. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know if they're worse off in Germany or, or here. It's uh, pretty bad in Germany. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, it, it is. Uh, but anyway, let's go to this article here. Um, I want, and we're going to, we want to pray for this family. Uh, but they, there's a two tier justice system here. They let all kind of illegals across the border and they don't care about them. They catch and release. This poor family comes over from Germany because they want to homeschool their children. 
uh, they want, and, and Germany comes against that. But it says a German, fa uh, a German family that immigrated to East Tennessee to homeschool their children is at risk of deportation from the United States, stoking controversy among homeschool advocates and conservatives. More than 50,000 supporters have signed a petition asking the Biden administration, <laughs> yeah, good luck on that one, administration to change the family's legal status uh, uh, so the Romanek uh, family can remain. Here's what we know about the story. Uh, the family left Germany in the 2008 to homeschool. In 2006, uh, it looks like Hannah Klor and his wife, uh, his wife, Hannah Klor, uh, is homeschooling their children. At, I mean, I'm not sure how many children they have. Uh, I believe it's five. Five children, okay. Uh, but because Germany wouldn't allow homeschooling. And so they come over here and now they're facing another thing, Tom. They're facing a two-tier justice system where they're going to have to go back possibly to uh, Germany and who knows, face all kinds of sanctions, consequences, maybe, uh, maybe imprisonment. I have no idea uh, there because they want to homeschool their kids. And yet uh, here, so do you see this as is the evil kicking in? and coming against another uh, angle of coming against persecution of Christians. Absolutely. You were going to see this more and more. You know, another case you could look up if you want is Torben Sondegaard. He's a Danish minister who came over here, was preaching the word, and he got thrown in jail. They claimed he was trying to traffic weapons. Since when does our government care about weapons being trafficked? But you see this happen over and over again. And when you see the, the situation is that Christians aren't being targeted. It's it's an absolutely sad situation, and and it's sadder still because in this case, two of the children were born in the United States, so they're yeah. American citizens. So you would think that would be sufficient to keep the parents here. Under any other circumstance, it would be, which makes me wonder if this is a malicious case targeting Christians specifically because they are Christian homeschoolers. Well, of course. I mean, it even talks about a judge initially granted their asylum, but it was denied on appeal. I mean, why would someone think about it, Tom? What kind of evil would there be out there that wouldn't want a family to homeschool their kids and want to send them back to Germany? Well, I just answered my own question, you know. The thing people don't realize is secularism is a religious practice of the transhumanist. They say that everyone benefits from it, but every time a society goes secular, what happens is Christianity goes away. Read the Communist Manifesto. The first thing Marx suggested, take control of the schools, right? So when yeah. you take control of the schools, what happens? The church isn't teaching the children anymore. And look where that has taken us. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, we're going to take a break. Before we do, tell everyone about how they can get a hold of your book. You have two books there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm available on Amazon.com. Two books that might interest this audience come out of Babylon. If you want to know what you have to do, begin breaking your dependency on this system. I think it's an excellent choice. And Behold the Beast system. If you want to know what the next war is going to look like, four factions, I'll give you a hint. If you're watching this program, you're one of the zealots and you're going to be targeted for your belief. You better get ready. Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, God bless you, brother. We're going to see you in just a few minutes. We're going to be going underground. I'm excited to have you. I know God's going to do some great things through you, and I just appreciate all your work, brother. Thank you. God bless, and thank you for having me on. Sure. Uh, okay, everybody, don't go away because we still have a lot more. I want to bring on my lovely wife. Uh, I hope she's out there. Uh, Spencer, she's not there. You know what? She's gone to 23andMe, Spencer. 
and she's doing a DNA test at 23 and me. I'd bet you anything that she's doing that. <laughs> and I didn't catch her in time because I just got this information. Maybe I ought to call her, you think, and tell her to stop. Uh, you know, anyway. there's a rumor that one of the things they were looking for was lost strands of Nephilim DNA. And in fact, there's a conspiracy theory that says the reason we went into Iraq was they wanted to get some ruins from Babylon because they wanted to reanimate some beings from the old days. Don't know oh. if it's true or not, but it's interesting. Interesting. Let's talk about that in Underground. Thank you, Tom. All right. God bless you. Uh, all right, folks, listen, uh, we're going to go. We're going to take a, a commercial break. Then we'll go straight to Underground. OK. And I want to just uh share a couple things with you guys we're doing episode two and three of last evangelist you can go to uh, lastevangelist.com and you can uh, um, donate matter of fact will that site come up uh spencer lastevangelist.com still still no no deal huh okay well anyway if you're interested in supporting the ministry with lastevangelist.com and all the things we do go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give you can call 844-806-0006, or you can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. So somebody went out there and grabbed Shanita before she took the 23andMe. Shanita, are you there? I am not in 23andMe. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't go out there and breathe any um, deodorant, like any vapor in the air, did you? No. Okay. I just want to make sure. Cause... I'm fully protected by the blood of Jesus. His DNA is running through mine and I'm wearing my armor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We have some prayer requests and praise reports. We do. Yeah. What's so cool is, and I mentioned this yesterday in church when we were talking, um, another one of our uh, online church members has found someone local to fellowship with. And she says she had prayed and prayed and prayed. Uh, she had an empty apartment next door and she prayed for a friend who was like-minded and God answered her prayer and sent her that. So I think Spencer has a picture of what she posted. Um, Spencer, you wanna pop up Anna's picture there? So this is a belated happy birthday and it's a praise report that she All found. right, well, happy birthday, Anna. God bless you, all right. Uh, do we have any of the praise reports, prayer requests? We do. Um, and did you mention people can do chat on David Hebner TV? Yes. If you guys want to do chat, you can do. If you go to davidhebner.tv, we have a chat room, just like all the other platforms. Uh, go there. and um, But I tell people, sign up, Shanita. Uh, and if they do, they send you an email at admin at davidhebner.tv, right? That's right. Yes. Okay, sir. good. So we're got about uh, 30 seconds and any, uh, any other news for us? So last week, your, one of your sermon topics was how believers don't need to sit at the back of the bus. So we have a testimony from our Central America team. They, um, he actually got onto the bus and there was no seats. So he ended up standing and just started preaching the gospel. Well, pretty soon when the, he was, there was a seat up front and he was allowed to sit there, asked to sit there. But that way, then he just stood up and started preaching and had the attention of the entire bus. Wow. So the sermon that I gave was Christians are no longer going to sit at the back of the bus. And one of our listeners got up at the front of the bus and started preaching. Praise God. It's, that's 
that's awesome. All right. Well, listen, we're going to go underground, and uh, I really appreciate you, Shanita. Uh, I love you, and I thank you very much. Love you. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the chocolate. You're welcome. Spencer, I sent you a link to uh, lastevangelist.com. Uh, you can click that link when you get it. Uh, but folks, listen, uh, we're going to be leaving you on this platform, going to davidhevener.tv. And this is the site you can go to right now, lastevangelist.com, if you would like to uh, donate. Uh, Spencer, you can scroll down there. Uh, you can uh, pretty much uh, give any amount you want. And then, of course, we'll send you a T-shirt and we'll send you, you know, different things and so forth. So um, I want you to go and sign up, lastevangelist.com. Sign up as a donor, sign up as a prayer warrior. We need to get the word out. It's all about the vaccine, episode two and three, exposing and telling the truth. So help us with that, would you? Okay, lastevangelist.com, uh, go to davidhevener.tv, sign up now. And uh, like I said, if you would like uh, any of our product, t-shirts, whatever, uh, you can uh, text the word chosen to 9199, uh, chosen 91999. So uh, we're going to cut to this uh, brief commercial. And by the way, support our sponsors. Um, uh, one company, they'll come pick up your car, even if you have real estate, whatever. If you donate, you get a full tax write-off. Support them. Uh, you just um, uh, go to davidhevener.tv forward slash donate. I think it is. No, car. Car, right, Spencer? Car. And um, so that's one. Number two is, is my pillow. It, it is great. I love my pillow. I use it myself. Use the name uh, code name David Seven, or is it Seven David? David Seven. David Seven. There you go. So we're gonna leave you now. Uh, we're gonna be back in about uh, five minutes. Uh, and don't you go away. God bless you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the My Pillow that started it all. My Pillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs, regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million My Pillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard My Pillow now only 19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My Pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Skip the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. 